and his head nearly brushed the top of the doorway. His black hair was peppered with white now, but he hadn't slowed down at all. His blue eyes were as cold and hard as ever. Her heart sank. Naturally, of all the people who could be there now, it had to be her father's most important customer and colleague. Bentwood had been in the business for years. He bought large, discounted quantities of Jack's popular but mind-altering elixir to sell in his own port for an easy profit. Jack called this special elixir Flight. Its base ingredient was fairy nectar, though it had all sorts of other secret components in it, too. Potent stuff. People loved the carefree way it made them feel, but they sometimes ended up starving to death in a happy stupor or trading everything they had for another dose. Sometimes they saw strange things that weren't really there, too. Didn't stop people from lining up to buy it, though, which Sierra had never understood. Bentwood also bought a great deal of her father's specially crafted poisons. Unlike Jack, though, Bentwood was less likely to poison someone than simply beat them to death. He was the most monstrous ruffian out there, the man who led the dark alchemy crew that tyrannized the port two villages over. Bentwood was a brute who treated his people worse than mules. Sierra nodded at him as it did not pay to disrespect one of the biggest tyrants in the area, even if she detested him. Bentwood nodded back as if they were equals. She guessed as a fairy keeper she was, in a way, a key ingredient in the world of alchemy, with its messy potions, poisons, and elixirs. But they all knew to whom she belonged and where her loyalties were forced to lie. Jack was thin and strangely graceful, only a head taller than Sierra. He had cropped brown hair, narrow hands, and a short brown beard that effectively hit his lips. His dark eyes rarely showed emotion, and reading his expression could be difficult for most people not for Sierra. It had been her business to know when Jack was in a bad mood or when he might be feeling generous. Today, he was pretty happy. She wanted to keep it that way. The men made small talk as they sat down, obviously already having conducted their business. They didn't make their deals around Sierra or Phoebe. Sierra noticed Bentwood was scrutinizing Phoebe like a man buying a new horse. He ran his finger along his jaw as she carried the water jug to the table and lifted the heavy cooking pot to serve the meal. He looked like he wanted to check her teeth, and a chill ran down Sierra's spine. She glanced under her lashes at her sister, who remained completely unaware of the big man's observation. A scowl crossed Sierra's face, and Jack caught her eyes and angled his head at her, lips tight. Message received, she glared at the table instead of Bentwood. The men talked about the quake, pondering the increasing frequency of them. Phoebe poured water for the girls, Jack's homemade wine for the men. The savory scent of roasted venison wafted by as Phoebe set the pan in the middle of the table, placing a bowl of flat bread next to it. Sierra's shoulders relaxed slightly. She hadn't even realized how on edge she had been until she began to calm down. She took a deep breath. Then, 
Sam began to bray, and sweat burst along her palms. Everyone froze. Was it another quake? The ground wasn't moving yet. Sierra rubbed a fist across her forehead. Of course, Sam wouldn't take the death of fifty fairies lightly, she thought. He was a magical creature, too. All magical creatures shared a connection through the magic they used and created. How stupid of her to leave them where he could sense them. Phoebe's breath caught, and she braced her arms against the table. When nothing happened, puzzlement pushed fear from her face. Bentwood said, What's wrong with the unicorn? Sierra glanced at her father, and she didn't even have to feign the concern in her eyes. Sam hadn't let up at all. His bray continued to shatter the air. Jack knew Sam wasn't stupid.